Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Max Bonduri joins us. Max is the CEO of SGMC Capital. He joins from Singapore. It's always a pleasure, Max. So much of this price action seems to be driven by this idea that the Fed is getting very close to some kind of an adjustment in its thinking when it comes to rate hikes. Maybe as soon as December, we become or we're faced with a less hawkish Fed. Do you think that's a possibility? Well, definitely in terms of future rate hikes, we're going to see a slowdown. They're probably going to do a 0.75 now, and then they're going to slow down the pace of hiking. But that was also normal. They couldn't keep going at 75 apiece every time. Uh, the real question here is in terms of messaging and in terms of how long interest rates remain at elevated levels. Because keep in mind, if we do get to that 4.5%, 5% kind of bend, that is quite restrictive as a policy. And uh, the market now is probably a little bit over-optimistic and expecting the Fed to start cutting rates already as early as July, August of next year, when we think actually rates could remain higher for longer in order for inflation to really come down and put a hamper on growth. Uh, therefore, yes, future hikes will be lower. But from here to a dovish Fed, I think there's still a lot of time for that. Do you sense that we are getting towards the end of the inflation fight or perhaps just the end of the beginning? Well, we've seen the peak. I think that's more or less uh, a given. I mean, of course, unless something big geopolitically happens. Uh, but how quickly that will come down, it's still a question mark. And the real issue here is that for inflation to really decline meaningfully closer to the Fed's target, unemployment in the U.S. has to come up because that is the only way that you really are going to be hampering growth and you're going to have less demand in the system. And then, of course, if that happens, that's bad news for living standards in general and for asset valuations. Therefore, uh, we're definitely in a better position than we were a few months back, mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of work to be done. So you just mentioned geopolitical risk, and I, I'm wondering whether the market is maybe a little too complacent, whether it's what's going on in Ukraine, the notion of a dirty bomb of some sort, or uh, China and an incursion uh, on Taiwan. I mean, do you think the market's too complacent in measuring geopolitical risk right now? We believe the market is too complacent. The issue with these risks is that they're extremely binary. So um, if something should break out of any of the risks that you have mentioned, whether it's a Taiwan, whether it's a dirty bomb, clearly you're going to have a massive repercussion, negative repercussion on market, and it's going to happen extremely quickly. But if that does not happen, then you probably already seen quite a few of the economic risks, not all of them, but a few of them already been discounted. Therefore, it's all a question of the likelihood that investors put in um, the materialization of such risks. And that, of course, will depend in terms of the narrative going forward. 
a rise in unemployment would be one of the key things that causes the Fed to make a dovish pivot. Uh, should that happen, though, other risks come into focus as well. Um, what do you consider to be the risk of a recession in the U.S. and more broadly? Well, we believe the U.S. will enter a recession. And um, the unemployment rising is really the only way for inflation to come down. Uh, because you need to get a demand down and you need to get growth down. And that's the only way that inflation is going to come down from the current levels to roughly in line to what the Fed thinks. Um, with respect to economic risk, of course, that means that there's going to be less growth and there's going to be less demand. But that's what you need in order to get inflation down. You need to cool down the economy. You need to pull, you know, push on the brakes. Um, and therefore, that's what we think. And that's actually going to be bad news also for leading standards overall, because if unemployment increases, that's never good news. Um, but again, we believe that this period of pain will need to materialize in order for Fed to reach its objective. Max, I'd like to get your view on China now that we have uh, the party Congress in the rearview mirror. And we know now uh, that Washington is using... Um, kind of bans on U.S. chips and uh, chip expertise uh, as a way of exporting that t uh, technology to China, which has the potential to really uh, stifle a lot of development of advanced Chinese technology. Give me your, um, your sense of how significant this is and, and what the repercussions could be. Well, it is definitely very significant, first of all, in terms of uh, relationships between the U.S. and China. Clearly here we are escalating on the negative side. And in terms of actual um, prospects of growth for the industry within China, that's also negative news, especially given that one of the plans and the objectives of China is to improve um, their technological, if you want, advance. Obviously, if you don't have the correct access to semiconductors and microchips, that becomes extremely hard. Um, developing a domestic alternative, we all know, is not that easy. Uh, and therefore, in this fast-paced environment, even losing out a few months of, of normal growth and, and, and development probably means uh, light years in, in, in other industries. Therefore, we think it will have an impact. It will have an effect. Uh, the question is, uh, China will definitely try and see some domestic um, alternatives, but it's not so easy. So the question is really how much of uh, a help and support they're going to try and give to this industry in order to uh, figure out some local alternatives. How do you view the investing environment in China at the moment? Uh, you know, a number of stocks and other assets are very, very cheap, but um, there are a number of risks as well. Uh, are you looking at this space? We're definitely looking at the space. So it is true that from an absolute and relative point of view, valuations are cheap. But it's also true, that especially after the recent Congress, uh, uncertainty is very high. Visibility is extremely low. Geopolitical risks are very high. Headlines risks remain high. Uh, we have seen that it's unlikely that they're going to turn particularly market-friendly anytime soon. Therefore, not having a Chinese exposure is, is, we believe, not correct. But also, we have been trimming down of our exposure given the recent news. And keep in mind that, yes, valuations in China are cheap. But after the recent fall we've seen in other markets where you definitely have more visibility, uh, you're also getting some cheaper valuations elsewhere. Uh, therefore, we do keep looking at it. We are in the market, but we have been scaling down also because now a number of alternatives have started to appear. So, Max, when you have the morning meeting later today at SGMC Capital and you talk about the strategy between now, let's say, and the end of the year, give me 30 seconds on uh, what that looks like. Short term, you could see a further bounce, but we think that the market is likely to go back and test June lows again. 
there will come a time of buying and there's going to be great buying opportunities, but it's not now yet. We need to be a little bit more patient. More pain needs to happen within the U.S. economy. So we're probably looking at Q1, Q2 of the next year in order to really start deploying. The remainder quarter is probably still the time to be cautious. All right, uh, Max Bondori, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Max Bondori is CEO of SGMC Capital. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.